I think it's a very good idea. You know, um, mergers and acquisitions are things that happen naturally in all sectors of industry. It's things unique uh, to the airlines. Um, and I think you know, initially what they've been saying is, look, you know, we're going to get together. Airlink is going to, to acquire Safair. Um, but they're not going to actually merge their operations in, in, in that they're not going to put the two airlines together. They're going to continue to run the two airline divisions, if you like, as separate entities, um, and which, is, which is a good thing as well, because Airlink really uh, exists as a, as a carrier that serves, it provides a, a full service to people who, who need to travel between the big cities, uh, the big economic hubs and the smaller cities, as well as regional centers, whereas Safair, uh, or fly Sapphire at least, is only competing in the low-cost sector against Mango and Kalula on the main trunk routes domestically. So they are different beasts. Um, what, uh, what this will let them do, though, is share some of their fixed costs, and that will help them bring down, um, bring down their overall cost of operation and help to maintain the ability to offer cheap airfares, certainly on the fly Sapphire uh, operation, and it'll help Airlink position as well for further growth in, in the regional markets and continue to make air travel accessible to more people uh, who need to travel uh, and, and use air travel, whether it's for business or for, or for leisure. Um, so I, I think that's important. The other mm. thing that uh, I think a lot of people have missed in this, uh, in the reporting um, over, over the last few hours is that there's a lot more to Safair than there is uh, than just the fly Safair airline. Um, Safair has been around for a very long time. Uh, it, it grew out of the shipping company Saf Marine, and it started really as a as a sort of flying version of the Merchant Navy. Um, and it has a very strong and well established business flying air cargo and um, and doing cargo charters and humanitarian aid flights for organisations like United Nations. It's, it's worked with them for many many years and other big. Uh, humanitarian aid uh, um, outfits, and it also has a very big portfolio of aircraft which are on the lease market. So that presents a very useful hedge um, against this very cyclical uh, air tra- um, airline business as well, and that that's very good. Um, and, Is there any um, reason, think- though, why the Competition Commission may not agree to this merger? I can't see that there would be. You know, we've got other, um, we still have, first of all, a regulatory environment that, uh, that promotes and, and, and enables anyone who wants to come and have a go to do so as long as they meet the Civil Aviation Authority safety, ownership and management control uh, requirements. But if you want to come and start an airline and compete in the local market, you're very free to do so. You just have to have the money and the and, and the wherewithal to do it. Um, similarly, we've still got, and this doesn't change the playing field. We still have other competitors. We still have uh, Comair with the British Airways and Kalula brands. We still have Federal Air. We still have SAA, Mango, SA Express, and Airlink will still be re- retaining its franchise agreement with SAA, which is also. A very good business mutually for both SAA and Airlink. It provides a lot of feeder traffic to both carriers and, and with that a lot of revenue for both carriers. Um, mm. So you know, it's not going to change the playing field. Just because there's a change of ownership of one of them doesn't mean that we're going to see a, 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 a reduction in the number of competitors in the market.
Well, thanks for that clarity there, uh, Lyndon Burns, aviation expert and managing director of Plane Talking. And we'll put that on pause. And uh, as soon as the Competition Commission has had their say, I'm sure we'll talk more about that.